Well, I'd like to welcome everybody for our third trip following a minister, a priest, and a rabbi walking into a TV radio station. Uh, my name's Jay Horrigan. Thank you so much for joining us. And I have with us Dr. Pandora Carlucci. How are you? I'm fine this morning. How are you doing, Jay? I'm doing great. Thank you. Doing great. Joining Pandora and I today are Reverend Kathy McAdams, Rabbi Tom Albert, and Reverend Eric Cherry. Folks, how are you today? Great. Doing wonderful. It's another beautiful blurs day in uh, Southeast Massachusetts. <laughs> you all uh, survived your night uh, relatively intact. I up at the church, and uh, yeah. apparently but, the alarm is going off as we speak because uh, the telephone is yeah. down, which is uh, to be expected. That's the way that's supposed to work. But um, uh, a few families face some challenges, a few folks that yeah. um, really need uh, electric working, and so we're uh, we're, we're uh, caring in, in all of those ways, but uh, yeah, basically managing okay here. Yeah, and we had we had the same thing. Uh, uh, it, the power did go off at the temple, and as of the time we're recording, was still off, um, and I've had various families who have lost power for, you know, substantial periods of time. We were lucky we didn't, but uh, it's been another just interesting thing that you have thrown upon us. <laughs> right. right. Like we didn't didn't have enough to work with already. Uh, right. We wanted a couple of more monkey wrenches thrown right into it. So Yeah, once you're in the midst of a pandemic, what's a little hurricane? What's a little hurricane, yeah. Absolutely. And, and maybe later or on a uh, following show, we can discuss when the locusts will arrive and things uh -huh. like that. And the frogs, yeah. And the frogs, yeah. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Well, it, it, thank you guys, as always, for taking the time, joining us. Uh, Pandora and I are, are just so thrilled to be a part of it. Why don't we just quickly go around uh, and just remind people who you are, what you do, where you're located, so on and so forth. Kathy? Yes, I'm Reverend Kathy McAdams. I'm the priest at St. John's Episcopal Church. Reverend Eric. Yeah, uh, thanks, Jay. I'm Reverend Eric Cherry. Uh, I serve as the minister at First Universalist Church in Franklin. And uh, yeah, we're, we're doing okay. Um, we're having lay-led worship services on Zoom through the month of August about the sources of Unitarian Universalism, which has been great, and uh, getting ready for... Um, Blessing of the Animals over Labor Day weekend, and um, our social justice task forces are doing good stuff. The food insecurity one is focused on fresh vegetables and fruits for the food pantry, and uh, our welcoming congregation um, uh, task force is focused on new partnerships with Out Metro West, uh, an organization supporting LGBTQ plus youth in Framingham, and um, our climate justice task force is helping us to uh, green our meeting house ahead of our return um, and uh, our new racial justice task force is uh, developing ways that we can learn and change and um, remain involved with uh, Franklin-wide uh, racial justice efforts. So 
Um, so yeah, we're we're doing okay, and um, going to be having a, a, a our our um, our week long summer camp is uh, all virtual and home based this year. That's uh, going to be starting in about a week, and we're excited about that, and um, hoping to come up with a um, a long term or let's say a, um, a, a seasonal uh, program for mm. faith development with children and youth starting in September that um, is engaging and fun. That's, that's a work in progress, but um, uh, yeah, that's where we are. That's great. That, that you're, you're getting a lot done there. A lot going on. That's great. Um, I can give a little update about St. John's. I wasn't sure if we were doing that now. Um, we've been worshiping outside on our lawn for a month and trying to work out some of the tech bugs so that people can still participate online as well. Um, if you've tried to join us on Facebook Live, please be patient. Check back again soon. We're installing a Wi-Fi mesh system so that our sig- signal will be stronger, and we're upgrading our mics so that everyone will be able to hear better. And advantage of the building closure to install an ADA restroom. It's something we've been wanting to do for years, and it seemed like an opportune time. And our contractor, Don May, did a wonderful job, so stop by and try it out. <laughs> awesome. Wow. That's great. Rabbi Tom. Hi, I'm Tom Alpert. I'm the rabbi at Temple Etz Chaim in Franklin, Franklin's only synagogue. Um, and um, it's great to see everybody here again. Um, so let me think, what have we been doing? Well, we've been doing several things. We've been uh, continuing our online services throughout the summer. And uh, I had taken uh, a few weeks, uh, the last Four weeks I wasn't leading services, so we've had congregants do it, uh, and that's uh, you know, and it's been fun to see them trying mm-hmm. to figure out how to handle this, and they seem to be doing a very good job of it. I was pleased. Uh, we're spending a lot of time getting ready for uh, our first ever virtual, well, online High Holy Days, uh, with possibly a couple of in-person uh, aspects as well. So that's been uh, a challenge, and. Uh, it's been where we've been doing a lot of work um, and um, you know, trying to reach out to people as best we can. It, it, it uh, is interesting that all of you talk about uh, some of the things you've been doing as a result of the pandemic. Uh, Kathy, you were, you know, you're trying to meet out outside um, yeah. and enhance that. Uh, so I'd ask all three of you, any other changes or or have your plans adjusted uh from what they were when we first met a couple of months ago um we're gonna continue doing outdoor worship um i I don't foresee a time that we'll be gathering indoors i mean i i'm open to pleasant surprises but kind of doubt that's going to happen um but we are committed to continuing on zoom no matter what awesome that's great for pleasant surprises. I'm right there with you, Kevin, yeah. Kathy. And, uh, and may they come sooner rather than later. Uh, yeah. I, I would say we're we're sort of um, uh, settling into a rhythm with with the online church and uh, trying to make the most out of uh, the technology so so that we're uh, we're touching people's lives and uh, helping um, helping our community. Uh, I think the. The, the next um, heavy lift is going to be figuring out how to support uh, the community, families in the community beyond the church as um, the schools uh, launch the 100% virtual 
uh, model for um, in the fall. And uh, I'm so grateful to uh, the administration, the school committee for where they ended up there. I think it's the right decision. And I think the whole community really needs to come out and support uh, students and families given that, um, mm -hmm. that new model uh, until the kids are able to get back to school. Absolutely. I like hearing about the pleasant surprise uh, reference because <laughs> you actually have have been experienced some pleasant surprises. We did not foresee the use of Zoom or many of these other video conferencing platforms uh, a few months ago. Maybe we had used them a little bit for big meetings at work or for a particular philanthropic organization, but now we're communicating with our families. We're finding ways to worship. We are serving and helping one another in the community and, and to your, your point, Reverend uh, Cherry, that we do need to support one another in town as we make these decisions, we make them with the best information that we have at the time, and then we need to support one another as we walk those steps. So I think there are some pleasant surprises that are gradually emerging and, and they're welcomed and appreciated. Yes, I think that's a really important point. You know, um, I don't want to make light of how difficult a lot of this is because it is and how much of an impact it's had on the people, you know, the, the, the illnesses, the job losses, all of that is real. But there are blessings everywhere. You have to just find them. Um, you know, Zoom, uh, there's a lot we lose, but there's some things we gain. And it isn't just that we get more people who couldn't otherwise be there in person. I'm, I think it's important to, to be there, and it is important to support um, the decisions of our leaders, the considered decisions of our leaders. Uh, I know that in our congregation, uh, our religious education is going to be uh, online. Um, and, you know, we, we miss being together, of course, but we honestly think it's the only way that we can do it that keeps everybody safe and uh, will work for our teachers and our students. And so... Uh, we're being very creative and trying to figure out how to do that. I, I think everything all of you said is just so true. And, and what Pandora said, uh, you know, pleasant surprise, you know, is it, it, I look at this, what we've been able to do, getting all of us together, the five of us together and, and letting the three of you talk about various topics or whatever, without what's going on, I'm not so sure that would have happened. Certainly wouldn't happen in the way we're doing it now. Um, it might have happened, might have been a one-time thing. So I, I would throw that in also as a, a pleasant surprise. Uh, and then also another one, I came home yesterday. My wife had brand new curtains because we're both on so many Zoom calls. She wants to uh, make it look better. So that's exciting. Well, uh, so, so this is the, the, the timeless spiritual practice of counting our blessings. And, Absolutely. Uh, and uh, it's um, easy to, you know, to, to miss some of them, but uh, uh, maybe COVID is asking us to be more attentive and, and to really count them. And, um, and it's yep. great that in some ways we are. And to find things okay. that are different than what we always assumed before the whole pandemic thing and all that. So that's great, great, great information from you folks. Appreciate it. We, we have been going through the pandemic for several months and now we're, we've gone from winter through spring, now we're into summer. And our summer looks a little bit different than normal summers. Uh, 
but it normally uh, summer is a time of reflection. It's a time to kind of refresh our lives as somewhat uh, follow an agrarian society and we're looking forward to going in high gear in the fall. But during the summer, we can take those moments to ourselves. And especially now we might go outside and uh, we might just sit or we might take walks. We could be in our garden. And I think there are a number of different ways to refresh and rejuvenate or we're struggling with refreshing and rejuvenating and perhaps having a hard time with that. And so we were thinking about wondering how we all here are doing with that, how your congregations are uh, handling summer, the transition time, refreshing and moving forward to the fall. So I, I, I'll open it up with uh, Reverend Eric. Do you want to share some thoughts with us? Well, sure. I think it's such an important topic. And um, often it's the case that people kind of get into a pattern of how they refresh, how they rejuvenate during the summer or in any other times. And so much of that is just through the window right now that um, it is it can be kind of confusing and, and it's an uncertain, uh, the, the path is uncertain in, in some special ways this summer. Um, for myself, I, you know, the summer has often in the past been uh, been zooming, not online, but literally zooming here, there, <laughs> to the other place. And you know, in my uh, my previous work, it, the summer was uh, prime travel time. And by travel, I, I mean I, I'd often have to get extra pages put into my passport. That 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 kind of travel. <laughs> and when I was doing that, I would um, you know often tell people that you know regardless of where I am, I'm at heart, I'm a homebody. And um, what I'm finding during this COVID summer is um, that that really is true. And um, I wouldn't have uh, have planned it this way. Uh, I, I never could have come up with the idea that staying close to home as a rejuvenation strategy would make sense. But it, it, turns, out, it turns out that it is. And um, and so, you know, my mind turns to uh, how we come up with um, with Sabbath strategies and uh, and follow them, even if they're um, different than what we've used um, in other summers or in other parts of our lives. I I, I think you're right. I know, looking personally uh, into my life, trying to see what I can do. I can't go out and uh, visit an elderly parent. But how can I reach across the miles to keep him going? And how can I be a fresh voice to him? And so you're right, as we uh, interact with one another and try to get back to our communities and try to get back to our families while still keeping ourselves healthy and, and focused, uh, it's, a, it's a different pathway taking care of ourselves or embracing that that sabbath lesson helps us to be better caregivers to be better family members and you know for uh, members of our families that are are living in senior housing or nursing homes or uh in you know in hospitals um we really the rest of us really do need to be at our best our best selves it, it's you know this is a struggle for everybody but for folks those situations my gosh, it's 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 um, it it falls to existence rather than living in in so many ways, and uh, we need to be able to be a part of um, of helping get through. Yeah, and Sabbath is a part of that. Uh, Reverend Kathy, uh, 
Yeah. What about St. John's? How are things going there? Good. I, um, I think people are managing to um, find some Sabbath moments, even if they're in different ways. Uh, I myself had some vacation and retreat and continuing education plan for the summer, uh, but it was all canceled due to the pandemic. I'd still like to try to get away for a short time, maybe to the Cape or a neighboring state, not Rhode Island. Um, <laughs> I, I'm really, I'm, I'm really a believer and a practitioner in the biblical concept of Sabbath. I see it as a gift from God to simply stop, whether it's weekly or daily or monthly or even annually, just to set aside some time as holy and special to be quiet with God and to be refreshed and to recreate ourselves and our relationships. Um, but that being said, I haven't had a lot of that during the pandemic. Um, I feel like I've just been working harder than ever to learn new technology and to make it possible for my whole congregation and others in the community to stay connected. Um, similarly, in my other job as a hospice chaplain, we were doing telehealth visits for a while. And so again, new technology, but now we're back to in-person visits with various types of PPE, and that takes time and energy as well. Um, in addition, my spouse had some surgery a few weeks ago, so I've been caring for her. She's recovering well, and um, I've been trying to do some projects around the home and the barn. I built a swale on the road recently, but I'm having trouble getting some of the materials I need, like fence panels due to pandemic work slowdowns. So even, you know, even as I'm trying to get some of those projects completed, there are roadblocks. As soon as Ellen is well, I plan to get back on my horse, which is a great source of pleasure and relaxation, but I just can't take the chance that we'd both be out of commission at once. So no risky behaviors right now. Um, but as I said, I do hope to take some time away at some point. It may be September by the time that happens. Wow. Uh you have been doing so much, uh, yeah. leading leading your, your congregation and and personally with with some of the projects that you had. That's yeah, it's, it's overwhelming. It is. Somebody <laughs> needs to take a dose of their own Sabbath medicine, Reverend Kathy. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. I know. I know. Rabbi Tom, I know that this is a uh, rejuvenating time for you because you shared with us at the last conversation about normal uh, a retreat that you normally would take that uh, in person that you took online. And you've also shared with us at the beginning of this conversation, the High Holy Days are coming up in a few weeks. Uh, how is all of that uh, resting with you? Resting is an interesting term. Uh, <laughs> the, you know, it's interesting for for uh, clergy, for Jewish clergy, uh, the summertime is always a slightly schizoid period because on the one hand, things tend to be a little quieter in the synagogues and so, and people do travel and they go places and they take their time off. On the other hand, um, gigantic amount of work uh, are, you know, coming up in, in uh, September or October, depending on the year anyway, early in the fall, and they just sort of are coming at you. And so there's this mix of on the one hand, you're sort of trying to relax. On the other hand, you've got all these things to start planning. Well, this year, it <clears throat> it's that in spades, because of course, no one in the world just about has ever done a completely online high holy days uh, and trying to figure this out, this, this 
this moment when it's the one time in the year when the vast majority of Jews have a connection with the uh, synagogue life and trying to figure out how to do that while at the same time feeling the need for Shabbat, for a Sabbath, for that that rest. Um, it is a secular version of this that uh, Justice Louis Brandeis uh, uh, told when he was still practicing law, which is, uh, I can get uh, 12 months work done in 11 months, but I can't do it in 12. And I think it's true. We all need, you know, there are all kinds of spiritual reasons for a Sabbath, but there are also very practical reasons. We, in the same way, we need sleep. We need to rest. We need to rejuvenate. So it, it's been an interesting question of how to balance it. What we'd have done and what my wife and I did was we got away this, uh, the week that uh, just finished, uh, and, uh, uh, got out to, uh, Western Massachusetts and, uh, rented a place and went canoeing and hiking and had all of those kinds of experiences. And it was great. Uh, even saw a few people uh, socially distanced who we, you know, otherwise might not have seen. So all of that has been extremely helpful and I'm feeling, um, you know, refreshed and ready to get into all the things that we need to keep doing. Uh, I know from my congregants that, uh, some of them are able to get away and uh, they've been doing so very responsibly from what I've seen. I've been very pleased about that. Um, and I hope uh, people can find uh, that space because I really, really do think that we need it and that indeed it's the only way we're going to get done the things we need to get done. I just want to agree with you on that, Rabbi Tom, and uh, and say that that feels to me like a really important message for all of us right now. Um, and, you know, I think you'd probably agree that we do not have to become Zen masters about this, right? I mean, it's it's okay if the the way that we lean into Sabbath is incremental, you know, if, if, it's, a, if it's a step here, uh, a step there, uh, even if it's not, you know, a, a, a full change in, in lifestyle, uh, to to take an incremental step into into rest and to Sabbath during the COVID time is um, is worthwhile. And you know, just like in the um, the Lenten journey in in Christianity, it 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 doesn't necessarily have to be to um, to stop doing something that uh, that you take pleasure in. Uh, it it can it can be um, a, a change in, in how a person is in, in their, uh, neighborhood or, or in their home or, um, or, you know, what happens between 8 a.m. and 9 a.m. in the morning? Is, is that, you know, a frenetic time or, or is that a, um, a, a, a ramping up time? And, um, and where is the holy in, in those moments? Uh, um, look, we can find Sabbath in, uh, in, in, in reading a book for a half hour on a porch or in, you know, watching the, uh, the hummingbirds that so many people enjoy doing during, during this time of year. And, um, and that, uh, that, but doing that incrementally during the time of COVID, um, is enough. And, um, so I really wish that for everyone. Uh, I agree, Eric. I think we can find those, um, set aside those moments in a new kind of ritual, uh, as you said, whether it's a few moments a day or, um, yeah, we, we can establish new rhythms, yeah. uh, which I'm going to try to do. 
I agree with both of you. And I'd also add that the, there's a, one of my teachers, Rabbi Larry Kushner, who used to be up in the Sudbury, um, just made the comment, look, fine, do what you're going to do. But all through the Sabbath, remember that it's the Sabbath. Just be aware. And I think that's really important. It is that, that the one thing we cannot do is give up our idea that we have this time of rest, that we have this time of reflection. And even if we aren't necessarily going to do it to some platonic ideal, at least we're going to do it as best we can, which really is how we live our lives anyway. I, th- I thought all of that was very well said, uh, very very well communicated. Uh, one thing, though, I, I that kind of, with you guys talking, it triggered, with a lot of this stuff being done remote, do you find participation uh, different same amount? Are you getting more people active on different things? Uh, you know, Reverend Eric, you, you have what sounded like about 27 different committees going on. Uh, <laughs> Reverend Kathy, you've re- redone uh, the, done the ADA uh, entrance for your, for your uh, place. It, it, do you guys see a different or, or the same kind of level of involvement? I've seen an increase in at least worship attendance, um, partly, I think, because if you count the in-person and the remote attendance, you don't have to only participate at 10 o'clock on Sunday morning. And once it's on Facebook, it's on Facebook, and people can can view that any time during the week. So I find that our you know, when I look at how many views we have, it's much higher than the number of people that would normally be in church. Um, yeah, I, I would say that it, that, for, that for us, um, it kind of varies. This, the summer is definitely a, a slower time traditionally at uh, First Universalist. And so worship uh, is, um, uh, is, is always, we always take a, a dip in, in worship attendance during the summer. It's a little higher than past summers uh, this year, but um, uh, but uh, sort of uh, on track with um, uh, our typical yearly pattern. Um, I, I also think that, you know, for all of us, we, we, we're sort of facing the, the reality of um, that, that becoming uh, Zoom tired is a, yeah. is a, is a real thing. Uh, and, um, and, you know, uh, dealing with that uh, is uh, maybe one of the next um, challenges that's in, that's in front of us. I certainly get Zoom tired and, and I, you know, fully understand that other people do too. Uh, for the sake of, of, of uh, this radio show, I want to say, look, if, um, if finding your Sabbath doesn't include uh, our weekly worship service, that's all right with me. Find your Sabbath. And, uh, and if, um, if, if worship is, if communal worship can help, fantastic. But more importantly, the message today is all of us need that Sabbath time in order to be uh, our better selves, um, uh, caring for ourselves as well as the people that we're connected with. Yeah, I uh, I completely uh, agree with uh, what both of my uh, friends have said. This is, uh, you know, what's I've, I we certainly notice there's always a decline in the summertime, partially because, um, like the other houses of worship, our place is an air conditioned, so. <laughs> For people to be able to stay home uh, with the AC on, it's so terrible for many of them. They're they're, they're not complaining. 
Actually, I'm not complaining. <laughs> you know, but yes, I think that the the Zoom presents serious uh, limitations to how long people can stay on and uh, how much total Zoom you can do. And uh, so something we're thinking about very seriously for High Holy Days, it's, you know, we're used to long services. Uh, Jewish services are, are not short. Uh, <laughs> and so um, trying to figure out how to do that uh, for particularly long services at the High Holidays is, is uh, a fascinating question. Um, and the other thing that's interesting on on uh, on Zoom is I think that people are, are tend to be a bit more hesitant to talk, and so trying to find ways to encourage uh, participation has been another thing that we're still trying to work on. As Rabbi Tom had mentioned earlier, um, there are some advantages as well. There's, you know, we can include recorded music or or videos or things like that uh, that we that we don't have the technology currently to do in a live worship service in thinking about zoom as opposed to say Facebook or some other live streaming services, people can really participate more fully remotely. So we can have, you know, someone in their living room doing the scripture readings or leading the prayers or things like that. Um, which on other platforms, it seems like it's more of a, a one way experience. Yeah. I, I would think, that that is really significant in terms of people feeling maybe more comfortable to participate uh, or, or it's easier for them because they're in a, a normal, a normal setting, the setting they're in seven other, six other days a week. See, I've even lost count of the number of days in a week. Uh, so, uh, that that's great. That's great, and I appreciate all all of your insights in this. Uh, it, it is always a learning experience when we get to talk to you. It, as we kind of ramp things up here, um, is there any kind of reflection, prayer, anything like that you'd uh, it, you'd like to kind of pass along? Sure. Uh, this is uh, Rabbi Tom Albert, so uh, I think I'll do that if I could. Awesome. Um, each week, as Jews, we read a section of the Torah, the first five books of Moses. And the week we've just finished, we read uh, from Deuteronomy that included the, re the recounting, the retelling of the Ten Commandments. And um, in the Ten Commandments, one of the central ones, one of the ten, therefore one of the central ones, is the commandment for the Sabbath. And it's got two different versions in Exodus and in Deuteronomy. You're supposed to keep the Sabbath and um, uh, observe the, the Sabbath. And, and uh, keep and remember, I'm sorry, keep the Sabbath and remember the Sabbath. And um, the Jewish tradition has said that what those mean is that we are supposed to um, refrain from doing work, and we're also supposed to actively live Sabbath. And I think those are both important lessons for us at this time. We need to take um, our breaks. We need to take our time where we're just not doing every other daily thing, where we're taking 
something and setting it aside, keeping it holy. And we also need to fill that time that we take with its own holiness, with its own joy, so that we can have that reservoir of joy to bring through into the rest of the week. So both the both keep and observe uh, are part of what Shabbat, what Sabbath, what this thing we've been talking about are all about. Those are beautiful words, and I thank you for sharing them with us. It gives us something to bring into our lives, to think, and uh, to call upon as we go through the upcoming weeks. Once again, Jay and I would very much like to thank Reverend Kathy, Reverend Eric, and Rabbi Tom. We know that you have busy schedules, but you make this time for a conversation each month, and we appreciate it. And as Jay always says when he closes out, to be kind to one another, Franklinites, and embracing Rabbi Tom's words, fill it with joy. Thank you very much. Amen. Thank you. Everybody. Thank you so much.